What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Unleash You podcast, the number one podcast for growing in all things faith and self-development to promote healing, growth, and transformation. And so, y'all, welcome back to episode six. If you guys have not, make sure you are checking out episodes one through five. And I'm gonna be real, I honestly don't have a title for this message, but I trust God and I know that God is faithful. So by the end of this video, when it is time to upload, I know that I will have a title. Amen. All right. So I know that I have a verse though, something that God has really placed in my heart, something that like I really had to sit with all week and y'all gonna be real. This isn't the feel good message. I'm not here to um, satisfy itching ears, but to really just pour out and do the will of my father. But the verse that we're going to be pulling from today is Joshua 24, 15. And it says, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And y'all, and I tell you, it was heavy because when God first placed this on my heart, I had to sit in a place of repentance. I had to sit in a place where I was crying out to God, repenting for my own sins and my own ways that I've gone astray and and just really doing that self-examination, like I said in the last video, um, identifying my own motives and being honest about where I've had other idols in my life and that I've placed before God. And so I had to really sit this week in a place, in a posture of repentance and mourning and just getting back into correct alignment with God. And so when he first placed this on my heart, I knew it was going to be a heavy message because it's been heavy for me literally all week long. And so what God just started to show me is that it doesn't take it doesn't take a blind man. I don't even know if this is the best illustration to say, but it doesn't even take a blind man to see the chaos that is going on in the world, to see and to be able to discern and recognize that there is a spiritual battle that is really taking place. Yes, there's always been a spiritual battle, but we can like even look at the book of Revelations and kind of get an idea of just where we are in the dispensation of what the current state of the world is in. And so I just started to move over the nation. And I know it's not anything to be afraid of. I know that we're seeing in this level of um, just like this era of social media, um, we're seeing like an increase, like we're becoming almost desensitized. Well, I'm not, but I know that people are becoming desensitized to the mass shootings, through the killings of our black men, through the killings of our youth. Like they're literally killing each other in schools. And we see six-year-olds and I've been sitting with this because as a mother of a six-year-old, like that hit my heart and it hit me deeply because it's to the point where there is no other explanation besides that it's demonic. That what we're seeing in real time is literally what we cannot see in the physical realm, but it's taking place in the in the um, spiritual realm. But there is a war going on. And right now there's a war after our children. There is a war after the youth. And there's even a war after the body of Christ. And so what God just started to really show me that in this hour and in this season and in this dispensation of time, it's no more playing games. Like it's really time to really figure out who we're going to serve. Are we going to serve the king of all kings? Are we going to serve the one who created all things, including our souls? Or are we going to continue to be deceived? Are we going to continue to be tempted by the things that this world has to offer? And so 
the message was heavy because I really had to sit with it because I myself can admit that it's so tempting out here. There's so much distractions. There's so many things that are pulling for our attention and the way that the culture is going, what culture says is okay. It goes completely contrary to what the word of God says. And so God is just showing me that in this hour, it's no more playtime. It's really time to really make a decision on who we're going to serve. And I remember in one of my videos, I talked about the call being heavy because the call is heavy. It's not easy. But if we take a look at Romans 8.17 and it says, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. So our suffering is not in vain. Our suffering is not in vain because we have to understand that God didn't say that we were going to live a life free of persecution, that when you became a Christian, that all of a sudden all of your troubles would go away. If anything, they would be magnified. And the reason why God wants to magnify them is because God wants to heal you, because he wants to equip you, because he wants to prepare you for the battle that is taking place all around us, because he needs a generation of men and women who is not afraid to stand up and say, God, that I will do your will. That God, I will actually go ahead and I will stand against the culture and I will stand against what man says is right and I will follow the way of God even if I have to look crazy. Even if everybody around me says, makes fun of me and everybody around me looks at me like I've lost my mind, but I understand that I'm not here to serve man, I'm here to serve God. And so something that I even had to sit with is that even sometimes prioritizing vanity, we understand in the last days God says they will be lovers of themselves. How many times have I been afraid to post a word because I was afraid of what others might think or say about me? Or I'm afraid to get on this camera if I don't look good enough because I don't want anybody to see me in a negative light. But who am I serving? Am I serving man or am I serving God? Am I doing this for man's approval? Am I doing this for God's approval? And so I had to check my own motives. Because it's so easy to fall into the culture. It's so easy to want to satisfy man. It's so easy to want to be afraid to stand out. But God says that I've called a generation of people who is not afraid to say, hey, look, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I'm here, but I'm set apart. And I'm set apart for God's use. And so I don't mind being different. I don't mind being a peculiar people. The word tells us that the body of Christ, they're a peculiar. We're not meant to fit in. And a lot of times when you walk this walk, it's so lonely because you have to understand when we chose God, when we chose Jesus Christ, we said that, God, I want to find the narrow path. And you have to understand that the narrow path, it is the path that is often not found. But when it is found, it's also the path that's often not chosen. That's why God said many are called, but few are chosen. Because when you have to really analyze and really think about the weight of the call and what it actually costs you to follow Jesus, a lot of people don't want to choose it because it's really about dying to self. It's really about saying, okay, not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not what the culture says, not what man says, but actually disciplining yourself in the things in the spiritual realm and actually saying, okay, by any means necessary, I'm going to follow God. And so if I have to be set apart for a season, if everybody else around me, my family, my friends, if they don't get it, I'm still going to follow God. And so we have to not be afraid of being different in a culture that tells us and everybody's like trying to conform into this image and trying to fit a certain lifestyle. But God is saying, no, 
I didn't call you that way. I called you to my process. And when you really want to follow God's way, you have to understand that God had a plan for your life. So you're not following your own plan. That's why I said in the last video, the hardest thing about this walk for me personally is I had to release my control because when I'm in control, I have a false sense of security. I feel like I can direct my own path, but I believe that God knows best because when God formed me in my mother's womb, he said, I knew you and I had a plan and a purpose for you. And so I've been sacrificing what I want and on the timeline that I actually wanted to say, God, go forth direct my paths, allow your will to be done in my life. And so even when I don't feel like it, even when I'm upset with it, even when I feel like I'm being per persecuted for your name's sake, I am still going to pick up my cross daily. To follow Christ is to die daily. So I get it when I say that it's hard. And that's why it really tells, the Bible tells us to count the cost. Many are called, but few are chosen because there's a cost to this thing. God says, if you want to find your life first, you have to lose your life because when you lose your life for my name's sake, then you will find your life. How many of us can say that it's comfortable to go against the grain, to do the opposite of what the world is doing? To sit there and say that I'm going to actually follow the precepts of God. How many know when God, when you read the word where it says, be holy for I am holy. And you feel the weight of what that really means. Because in a culture that glorifies sin, it's so easy to fall into sin. Because by nature, we are flesh. We still live in a fleshly body. And that's why the, the word tells us that the spirit and the flesh are against one another. They wage war against each other. But we have to crucify the flesh to bring it to submission to the spirit. And so in the last video, I have to even apologize in all in humility and truth. And I talked about discipline and I want to correct myself because discipline is nothing if you don't have spiritual discipline. Because when you have spiritual discipline, when you discipline yourself in the spiritual things, not by your strength and not by your might, but by the spirit of God, he will direct your paths. And so when I say spiritual discipline, to die to yourself daily, to pick up your cross daily requires you to sit there and say, it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter if there's only $5 in your bank account right now. It don't matter the circumstances around you. It don't matter who left your life and who walked away. But to sit there and say that I'm disciplined because I love God, but not only do I love God, I think that a lot of us love God, but what God showed me is, and he even corrected me on this a lot of us may love God, but how many of us fear God? To fear God is the beginning of all knowledge. And so God checked me on this a couple of weeks ago because there was a certain sin that God was calling me out of and I've been battling with it. And God said, what happened to the girl who used to fear me? Because when I first started my relationship with God, I was so big on radical obedience, but somewhere along the way, I got comfortable and I got to say, well, God, he's a forgiving God. He's a gracious God. God will understand because his word says that he will never leave nor forsake me. And there is nothing on this earth, no demon in hell, no principality, nor angel that can separate me from the love of God. So God will understand. But God had to show me. He had to sit me down and humble me. My word is still my word. 
and I'm still a God of justice and I'm still a God who is just. I am not a respecter of person, but I will judge each person according to their works. And this is not to scare you, but this is to show you when you have a fear of God, it's not a fear of, oh my God, he's this evil dictator who wants to ruin my life. But a fear, a healthy fear of God is a reverence, a respect in awe of who he is. Understanding that when we say the name of the Lord, it's holy, it's sacred, he's sovereign. He is ruler and king of all kings. He created all things. All things were made by him. And so I'm in awe of the God that I serve. I'm in awe of the one who made me. And so it's like any other relationship. You got to think about it. When I'm in a relationship, I might not fear my partner in the way that we might think of actual fear, but I reverence my partner. I respect them and I want to let them know and I want to honor them with my actions because when I say that I love you, it's not always a feeling more than it is a choice. So even when you get on my nerves, even when things aren't going my way, I know that to love is to give, is to sacrifice. And so I might not be feeling you for a season, but I love you. And so every single day I'm going to choose, I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to choose to love you and honor you through my actions and through my deeds and through my words. And so what God showed me is that we as a generation of people, we have to get back to a place where we fear God with reverence of who he is, where we're no longer saying, well, this is just how I feel and this is hard for me. But no, spiritually discipline ourselves, doing what we have to do so that our spirit will come alive so that the spirit of God can move in us in such a supernatural way that we will become everything that God has called us to become. We can't say that we want the promises of God more than we want God himself. And I feel like that's where a lot of us get confused. And I know my Unleash You podcast is about helping kingdom men and women birth what God has placed on the inside of them. But I will be doing you a disservice if I say that the promise is more than the creator of the promise himself. And so we have to prioritize relationship in this season. And I feel like the church did such a disservice in the last season because they made it all about rules and regulations. And I can definitely say growing up in the church, that scared me because I knew I wasn't perfect. And so if I can't be perfect, then maybe I'm not accepted here, but God doesn't need a perfect vessel, but God needs a willing vessel who will show up as they are and anchor themselves in spiritual discipline and they will pray and they will fast and they will join the prayer calls. They will get on the thing. They will read the word and they will do whatever they have to do to feed their spirit because whatever you're feeding is going to live. If you feed the flesh, the flesh will live. If you feed the spirit, the spirit will come alive. And I know this to be true in my own life because when I say the call is heavy, I'm going to be completely transparent. I remember a season of my life where this was maybe about a couple of years ago now, maybe about two years ago. And I had a friend, me and my best friend, we were like, we were on fire for God. We really feared God. And it got to a place where it was like, I'm looking around at everybody and I'm like, dang. They not doing half the work I'm doing. I'm in here reading the Bible. I'm in here actually trying to live a holy lifestyle. I'm in here actually trying to give up on sex and do all of these things to please God. But everybody else doing what they want to do. And they just look like they getting blessed. I'm tired. So we was like, no, I need a break. And so we went back out into the world and we did what we did for that season. And look, y'all, the word ain't lying. He said that sin, when you, when, okay, 
sin isn't just like, oh, you stumble into sin. Like it's a slow drift. You give into it and then eventually sin is going to lead to death. And that's what that season brought me to. And it brought me back to my hands and knees and it brought me back to God. And so I do believe that sometimes we got to go through that. We got to go through the prodigal son where we, we, where we might stray away, but then we have to come to the realization we are nothing without God. And we have to return back to God and we have to humble ourselves and say, God, not my will, but your will be done on earth. I want to follow your holy commandments because when I follow your commandments, I know that there is a reward in that. And it's really not about legalism. I'm trying to tell y'all, I told you the church scared me. It's not about legalism. It's about love. I always tell people, I don't do the things that God is calling me to do because I feel like, oh, if I don't do it, I'm going to go to hell. That might be a little bit of my fear. I don't want to go to hell. Realistically, I don't, but I don't do it for that reason. I do it because I love him with all of my mind, body, and soul. And that's why that's the greatest commandment because when you love God with all your mind, body, and soul, the second commandment flows. It says to love your neighbor as yourself. And so when I love God with all my mind, body, and soul, I begin to know how to love myself. I begin to know how to look in the mirror and I begin to know how to actually identify the different traumas in my life that has been holding me back from living to the fullest of what I can live and I can go ahead and actually deal with it. I can actually face the woman in the mirror and do what I got to do. And so the more that I'm learning to love myself in return, I'm loving everybody else. And so it's a trickle down effect. But I already told you guys, the narrow gates it's narrow. It's a path that's less chosen because when we think, when we hear the word where he says to be holy for I am holy to follow and pursue after righteousness. How many of us hear that verse where it says to seek first the kingdom of heaven in all his righteousness and all else will be added unto you. How many of us missed the part and his righteousness pursue righteousness. That's why Proverbs tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. It's in that place where you have a reverence and a deep respect for God, that you discipline yourself spiritually to do what you have to do. Rather, it's fasting, praying, getting on these calls, listening to whatever is going to edify your spirit, that you know that God is going to say, okay, this is somebody who they're, they're after my heart. It's like David. David was a man after God's heart. David wasn't perfect, but because God says that I don't look as man looks at the outer appearance, I judge the heart. He looks at the motives and the intents and God can work with a pure heart. When you have a pure heart, God says that that's a vessel that I can pour into. That's a vessel that I can trust to, to do my will. And so I think about Jesus um, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, because as I was telling you guys in that season of my life where I was like the prodigal son, I was so tired of looking at everybody else being blessed when I'm going through all of these different persecutions and I had to remind myself. Um, of 1 Peter 4, 16, but if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but he is to glorify God in his name. And so I think about Jesus in that moment. And this is where I really like put everything into perspective. Um, when Jesus was dr driven into the wilderness to be tempted, we understand that first the devil didn't tempt him until he was weak. 
So a lot of the things that we go through, a lot of the temptations, you have to understand that the enemy is very strategic. He has been doing this for a long time and he knows you a lot better than you know yourself because he also knows what God placed on the inside of you. Even when you haven't begun to perceive it for yourself, he knows what's there. He knows how powerful you are. And his number one thing is he doesn't want you to realize how powerful you are. He doesn't want you to become the best version of yourself and to actually walk in your calling because he understands that will be destruction to, to the kingdom of darkness. So we have to be very aware of that. But he's going to tempt you when you're weak. And that's why you got to have strategy, even in those moments of weakness. But I'm, that's a whole nother message. I'm not even going to get into all of that. But when Jesus was tempted, I think about the third temptation. I think about the third temptation where it says, um, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. And I started to think, how are you going to offer Jesus who owns all things? How can you offer somebody who has everything? But you have to understand that there is a process to becoming. And so what he wanted to give Jesus was a shortcut, a way where he didn't have to suffer the cross. I'll give it all to you without suffering. But that's a deception of the enemy. And so as I'm looking around at everybody else that looks like they're being blessed, at what cost? At what cost are these people being blessed? At the cost of their soul, the Bible tells us, what is it for a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul for who? You gained everything, but you lost your soul. You sacrificed your soul. And so I think about the people in this world who, who prioritize where they want to worship money. They want to worship the things, the external things. They want to worship their idols, the things that are not going to really bring true satisfaction in the end because in the inside they're dead. And so they got to cover it up. They cover it up with makeup. They cover it up with money. They cover it up with success. They cover it up with all of these things that are just like a band-aid over what is actually going on on the inside of them. But on the inside, they're unfulfilled. On the inside, they're suffering. On the inside, they're actually dead. And so I really started to look at like we glorify influencers and IG models. And you don't understand that most of them women, they're insecure. They're suffering on the inside. And so I had to really sit with myself. What good is it if I do all of these things to my outer appearance? Because I'm not blind. I know that I'm an attractive woman. But what good will it be if I do all of these things to my outer appearance and I don't take care of my spiritual man? Then I will remain dead on the inside. Unfulfilled trying to cover up and trying to place things in God's place that only he can fulfill. And I'll be trying to fill it all the days of my life. People are on, they're chasing. They're trying to find answers. They're desperate to be filled and they're filling it with all of the wrong things because how many of y'all know that it's only Jesus who can fulfill you on the inside? And so... Yeah, I know that this message was going to be heavy, but I really felt that I had to come on here and show that in this season, God is saying that I need a generation who's going to stand up and worship me in spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth, and choose today who you will serve. It's no more about saying all the excuses. We have so many excuses, but what are we really like? You have to, you know where your heart is. That's why he wants your whole heart, because when he has your heart, your body will follow. 
And so we say that, oh, it's just hard for me to read my word. It's hard for me to fast. But it's we do the things that we want to do because we prioritize those things. What are your priorities in this season? It's not hard for me to scroll social media for hours. It's not hard for me to show up for, to do X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be, because that's a priority of mine. But when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to actually feeding myself spiritually, all of a sudden it becomes too hard. And so my prayer is for everybody under the sound of my voice, that God will give you a hunger and a thirst after him like never before. Because those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who thirst after God, they shall be fulfilled. And the goal is to always go from glory to glory to glory. And this by no means necessary am I saying you have to be perfect. Go to God as you are, but discipline yourself in the matter. And give your whole heart and you will see how God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can think or ask of. It's not about the blessing because God, more than anything, he wants you to prosper in your soul. He wants you to prosper inwardly. Because the blessing on the outside is easy, but if he can get you to a place of surrenderance where he can do the heart transformation, where he can renew your mind to perceive on a different level, where he can heal you from the things that you need healing from, the person, the man or woman that you will become on the other side of the pressing, the molding, the shaking, and all of that with all the work that God has to do on the inside of you, the character that you will develop will make you equipped to do the will of God in your life because we are looking around and we're in a spiritual battle and God needs some people right now who's willing to surrender and to say, God, I'm willing to go send me. I'm willing to go and be a light amongst darkness. Send me. And that's been my prayer, y'all. And so I know that I have to continue to do the inner work. I know that I have to continue to go deeper with God so that he can continue to move me to new heights so that I can be the light that shines in the darkness, that I can be a voice that cries out in the wilderness. That's my goal, to help set the captives free. Because y'all, look, there's freedom in Christ. In this world, it's nothing but bondages. I used to think that me being able to do whatever I wanted to do, I was free. No, I was a slave to sin because the flesh always the flesh always wanted more. And so I thought, oh, I'm just I'm just out here doing this. But then over time, I had to do more of it to, in order to feel fulfilled. I wasn't free. I was a bondage. I was in bondage, and I was a slave to sin. But in Christ, I actually have true freedom. There's real freedom here when you understand and you don't look at it as a legalistic thing, but when you look at it as boundaries, healthy boundaries that keep you safe. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Um, I thank you for tuning in to episode six. I love you guys. Make sure you are liking, commenting, and subscribing. I will see you guys on the next video.